Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I can't believe we're almost approaching 50 episodes. That's very exciting. If you are new here, welcome. My name is Amy. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it for your DMs and questions and comments. All of those things are really important to me. So keep on sending them through. Before we get into the episode, if you resonate with anything in particular, I would absolutely love to hear from you. So don't be shy. You can jump into my DMs. Absolutely. And also, if you could take a screenshot of the podcast episode and share it on your Instagram stories by tagging me and the podcast, that would be amazing. And I would very much appreciate getting the word out to more and more women that this podcast exists. So without further ado, let us jump in. I am going to call this episode something like body image photo shoots and fake tan. And the reason why is on this past Sunday, so today is Thursday, this past Sunday, we held the first ever glam body photo shoot. Now, if you don't know what glam a body is, that's okay. It is my online coaching program. And within that, a number of ladies are able to elect to also do a photo shoot. This time around, I capped the amount of women in the photo shoot to just eight. And I will be keeping them relatively small next year, but we're going to be hosting two per year uh, as we go. It's my dream. It's what I really want to do. And they will become calendar events that happen twice a year. So the first one was just this past Sunday, and it was really, really amazing. I haven't hosted a group photo shoot like that before myself, so it was my first time. A few things I learned, absolutely, and ways I can optimize it for the next shoot, which is going to be actually in around March or April next year sometime. So if you're keen, definitely get into my DMs and let me know. I Just with the interest that I received from it this week, we will have sold out all of the uh, spots. So and that's just tentative interest. So if you are keen and you really want to nab like a spot for sure, definitely get in my DMs directly and let me know because it's really, really popular and the interest in it is is strong. Uh, but there'll be more information coming out soon for sure. But with the photo shoot, I was speaking to a friend about it and talking about the reasoning behind it and how this photo shoot is different to typical fitness photo shoots where it's like, okay, here's your 12-week shred plan and we're going to get you super fake tanned up, oily, you know, bikinis and those sorts of things. And that's what the photo shoot is going to be like. Now, I have nothing against that. And my first photo shoot was really similar to that, actually. And I had a blast and it was so much fun. So absolutely nothing against that way of doing things. But I did want to offer a more inclusive service, but also the point of this photo shoot was to allow my lifestyle clients, so not competitive athlete clients, 
be able to participate in something that celebrated all of their efforts without needing to specifically do a shred if they didn't want to. Like I had some clients who wanted to uh, and they were doing deficits. I had clients at maintenance. I had clients not tracking. Like there are so many different things that um, were happening in the lead up and in these preps for this photo shoot. But I just really wanted to provide an avenue to celebrate the consistent effort that we put into the gym without specifically it leading to a, you know, a powerlifting comp or a bikini comp or a photo shoot or a wedding or any of those sorts of things. Like I said, those things are all amazing and and I engage in them myself, right? But I've also done photo shoots before where they haven't had anything specific attached to them. So I've literally just done them for fun. There was a really cool one I did a few years ago in an arcade center and there was no deficit beforehand. I got my hair and makeup done. I think I put on some fake tan, although I'm wearing like tracksuit kind of thing. So you can't really tell, but that was just an awesome experience. I love those photos so much. I have done the first one that I ever did, which is what I'm going to talk to you about was at the back end of a deficit phase, right? And I did one like two weeks ago um, after, what was it like coming out of a comp prep and having, I'm not sure, like a month of maintenance or something like that. And of course, I actually I actually was in the one on Sunday as well. And I'm in a growth phase now, yeah? So you can see like even personally, I've done them at all different stages as well. And I love them so much. <laughs> like I really, really love them. And I just wanted my clients to experience that as well. So what I wanted to talk to you about was really going into more depth around my story with my first ever photo shoot and just it will really help you understand a reason why I'm wanting to do them. So I won't take up too much of your time with this story, but what happened to me if you if you haven't listened to episode one of this podcast I had struggled with body image and food. I'd never had a diagnosed eating disorder and I don't think the behaviors that I was engaging in would be deemed an eating disorder, although they could be. I definitely engaged in disordered eating behaviors from 15 to uh, I think like 29 years old. So definitely a very long history of disordered eating type behaviors and some pretty, pretty, pretty horrendous self-talk. And in my mind, I was the same size I am now. If not, actually, I was a little bit smaller and I didn't see myself how I see myself now. So there was huge amounts of body dysmorphia. And I believed that life would be easier for me. People would like me more, all of those kinds of things. I'd be more attractive to guys. I had a really rough, uh, sorry, I had a really rough history with like I guess you could call it dating, but just it wasn't great. And I thought, oh, it, you know, the, the solution to that will be my looks. It'll be how attractive I am. And in high school, the popular girls, I would say, were all super athletic. And I was pretty athletic too in school. I was playing lots of different sports. I love sports. Uh, I played tennis, basketball, um, hockey, all those different sorts of things. Did, you know, tried to run as much as I could. I was more of a sprinter than a long distance girl. But I was really athletic, but I, it seemed like the popular girls, the girls that the girls liked more and the girls that the boys liked more seemed to be really athletic. Yeah, really, um, you know, they were runners and they played heaps of sports as well, right? And so I thought, okay, so it's that, you know, it's not that now that I'm older, I can look back and think that I wasn't modeled healthy relationships as a young person. So I didn't know what they looked like. 
I was just repeating modeled behavior. So it's like, you don't really, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't appreciate. I had no idea of even that language existing as a teenager. I didn't really understand communication. I didn't understand that one could improve their communication skills. I didn't have any idea of boundaries. I didn't have any idea really of like, what holding a boundary meant. I didn't have an idea about what looking at your values and reflecting on do do your actions and the way you show up in the world reflect on your values. Like I had just, none of that was even a concept to me. It was like, okay, so this is who I am. I'm struggling with all these things. There's, I don't know how to change that uh, in terms of, like I said before, values, communications, boundaries, all of those things, which would have definitely had a positive impact on on my relationship history (laughs) at the time, I just thought, okay, so boys like these girls. So this is what I need to do. Yeah. It was literally that simple. And that just really kicked off years and years and years of thinking that that was going to be the solution to all of my problems, all of the things that I didn't think were working out for me. Okay. So really misguided. I forgive myself for that. I didn't really didn't know any better and wasn't modeled any healthy behavior. So it is what it is, right? I've learned, I've learned now. (laughs) So what happened was, like I said, it it really led me to some pretty horrendous self-talk. So all of my self-talk was relating to, well, you need to be smaller, you need to weigh less. And I got really fixated on a specific scale weight. What happened, cutting a long story short, was I decided to do a marathon. I didn't get the results I wanted doing that. So then I thought, you know what, what about doing a bikini comp? So I did that in 2016. I actually got down to that mythical scale weight, which was my stage weight, which is just just the, I don't know if irony is the right word, but just the way things happen, yeah? I actually, like I got there on stage day and was completely miserable. And this is not to do with the competition, remember. This is really to do with my internal dialogue, the way I see myself, my self-perception, my self-esteem, inability to reflect on boundaries and values and hold those. It's just, like I said, it just is what it is. I didn't have any concept of that. I hadn't had that modeled to me at all. And I hadn't sought out information on those sorts of things. So to me, that what I knew was, well, these girls, these guys, you know, these girls get the attention. This is what I probably need to do then as well. And realized after going through that experience, it absolutely was not the case. Yeah. So within finishing the competition, so obviously it got down to my lowest weight ever. My whole world was horrendous. It was worse than ever. And then I gained 12 kilos in eight weeks, which you you, you might be able to imagine from how I'm speaking about this, but for that to have happened, it was really hard. I definitely call it a rock bottom moment. I did a masterclass a few months ago called Uh, rock bottom to rock star or something like that. And this really explains this period of time that was very, very challenging for me. It's yeah, just to add on top of that, I'd also just started as a gym floor personal trainer. So I was going through all of this and just had a huge dose of imposter syndrome, even being a personal trainer, like how can I be coaching people on fat loss where this, you know, this has just happened to me or on physique goals. And it was a really, really hard time. Yeah. So coming into 2017, I started working with my coach because I was at my wits end. I was like restricting is my food, which is what I was trying to do to, to lose that 12 kilos wasn't working. My hormonal uh, signal, my hormonal signals, my hormones hadn't regulated post show and my hunger was still out. I didn't know even how to eat properly. I remember this sentence going through my head or this question going through my head, which was like, how do I even eat like a normal person? I just completely lost touch with 
ground grounded eating, I guess, or just, you know, reasonable, rational eating as a human, you know, I, I didn't really, it, yeah, I know it might sound crazy to some of you to hear that, but the concept of having three meals and a couple snacks or two pieces of fruit and, you know, 350 grams plus of veg a day or something like that just wasn't, wasn't clicking with me. I didn't understand it. I had really done the, I'd really leaned heavily into like, if it fits your macros for the comp prep and just completely lost all sense of hunger cues and how to eat and portion sizes. It had just gone out the window completely. And I'm not blaming competing for that. That's definitely mostly on me, mostly on me. Okay. And, you know, I think it might've been good to have a more experienced coach, but again, you know what? I didn't do my homework. I didn't ask for a more experienced coach. I didn't ask for proof of, uh, you know, previous clients history. So that's, you know, on me, I take responsibility for that, for making some mistakes. It is what it is. And look, I learned a whole lot of stuff and who knows without that, I may not be here and I'm loving where I am now. So I can appreciate the learning curve that I had to go through for that. Okay. But what happened then when I started with my coach, who is still my coach now, and we work so well together, he was like, you know what? We are not dieting for six months. I will not let you, you will not, (laughs) you're not going to diet. I don't care if you're happy about that or not. You don't have to work with me. If you don't want to work with me, I then, you know, kind of find someone else. But if you want to work with me, this is what we're doing. We're not dieting for six months. I was like, you know what? What I've been trying to do previously hasn't worked, so fuck it, let's try it. I've never in my life specifically tried to not diet, and eating at maintenance kind of scares me, but whatever, what I'm doing isn't working and things need to change. And we did really focus on training performance and on building muscle, and by that time I'd become a little bit familiar with the bodybuilding world, and I must say I had really fallen in love with muscle growth and seeing muscle on female bodies. And not to objectify anyone, but I absolutely fucking love it. It is just the coolest thing in the world. And for me, looking at my body as a place where I could grow and create rather than destruct, destroy and burn was the mindset switch that I really needed and it really worked for me. So now I'm, I come from a place of really being able to lean into building muscle mass as it's almost like a creative pursuit, but I see building myself up, you know, creating tissue as something really positive for me as for someone who spent, what was that? The better part of 15 years trying to lose tissue and be smaller. And for me, this, this style of this perception of my body and what it can do and training and muscle mass and all of those things adds to my life. Okay. So that's my personal perception. But anyway, so we did this and then it got to the stage where, so we'd done our six months of eating and I actually went into quite a surplus. I built some muscle. I finally built a booty, which was really exciting for me because that wasn't an area that I'd had any real muscle mass in, even on the stage. Like it was very clear that my uh, glutes weren't equal to my quads, right? But throughout this time, I'd, I'd built some really cool muscle, which was awesome. And then 2017, I can't remember, maybe it was October or so, we were like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I think I'm in a really good place and I can get into a deficit. So we did that. I didn't have any of the food issues anymore. When I look back, I think six months was actually a really fast trajectory to leave all this stuff behind. But I think for me, the reason why I could was because I really saw that getting down to that scale weight that I thought would change my life didn't. 
and everything got way worse and I felt really bad too. Like it wasn't great. And I think that was just the the switch that flicked for me. I was like, okay, so the gold isn't there. The, the gold is not there. It's somewhere else. And it was like, I just knew that, yeah, I think I just knew that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And that just, it flicked a switch. And you guys might have moments in your life that are totally unrelated to fitness where you've had that switch flicked before. And it's just like, you completely see everything differently. So that was a really good experience. And in terms of how, you know, lean I got or whatever, it wasn't, I mean, it was pretty lean, yeah, but it wasn't crazy lean, wasn't stage lean or anything like that. Just to a place where I was really, really comfortable with my body. Uh, the same place I'm in now, I think I was actually a tiny little bit bigger back then, like the tiniest bit, but yeah, like pretty much what I can maintain now fairly easily is where I got to, yeah. So it wasn't anything crazy, but we did this really fun shoot. I was so nervous for it. If anyone lives around Melbourne, it was like under the Westgate Bridge in uh, like a like a little gardens or like botanic center, I guess you could call it. But there was like members of the public walking by and I was in a swimsuit for it. It just makes me laugh so much because I didn't know the photographer before and he was his so so professional. He shoots heaps and heaps of women and lots of like fitness stuff as well. But yeah, he was great. The experience was fantastic. And when I look back on the photos, they're, they're super heavily edited. Yeah, I got a fake tan. I had like full face of makeup and the photos are super edited. So he's done a lot of, I guess, airbrushing, you could call it. And then lots of lighting changes to them, right? At the time when I got them back, I absolutely loved them. And I still do love them now. Uh, but yeah, I really love them. And I'd never seen myself like that before, you know, in my own mind, having gone through what I'd just gone through. And then to get these photos back that he, and I must admit, he shoots women from a very, I don't know, it's a pretty like sexy lens, I must say, but it's like you can really see the appreciation for female physique in the way he shoots. It's just a creative flair that he just happens to have, right? And I actually think that one of them is my profile picture. No, it's not my profile picture at the moment, but it has been in the past. It's just the coolest photo ever. And so that was amazing to see. Now, you know, now when I look at them, I do wish I was a bit more natural in them, yeah? Like even this really heavy lashes and heavy eye makeup and the fake tan I don't care about too much, but there's quite a bit of airbrushing that can make it look a little bit not real. And I would love, I would love now if I had some a little bit more natural shots, but you know, at the time I loved them, right? And the improvement in my self-confidence skyrocketed. So I did forget to mention in about July of that year, so the photos were taken in December, in about July of that year, so I was still in that surplus phase of just, you know, eating plenty and training hard. I did have a breakup with a long-term ex-boyfriend, which, yeah, like it was it was really rough, right? You know, I had just gone through, what, six, seven, eight months prior, that 12 kilos in eight weeks. My relationship was breaking down. Everything was getting really, really hard. I just started this new job from leaving my legal career and then had that breakup. Like it was really tough. When I look back at it, it was a really tough time. But these photos just seem to be the end, the bookend to that whole chapter, the whole chapter, you know, from being 15. And now I feel like I'm getting uh, emotional, but from being 15, you know, all the way through 229 and it just felt like the bookend and I came out of it really, I guess, with a newfound confidence and strength. And a big part of that was 
finally letting go of trying to be smaller and <laughs> and really focusing on training performance and muscle mass and it was just the coolest thing and like I said it for me it was like a switch that I'd flicked and I'd had enough of really acting in a way that was so what's the word I destructive <laughs> in such a destructive manner and then to be able to turn that around and this first photo shoot was really the bookend to that and honestly have not looked back since have not looked back since and so when I talk about the glam body photo shoot and why it's so meaningful to me it's this reason and I really want to I really want to be able to give women the opportunity to have that moment for themselves because it's truly changed my life and the amount of growth that has continued since that point, the amount of growth in all areas of my life, friendships, romantic relationships, my business, being able to support myself completely on my own, it's fantastic. And I think about the amount of time and effort that I was spending prior to this, pulling apart my physique and focusing on food and dieting and exercise it's just it I like like I said before I don't regret any of this because it's all led me to where I am now but at the same time if I could help one woman cut that story short and be able to spend more of her time and effort in places that really aligns with the, the real things that she wants for herself and her life, not all of the layers of objectifying ourselves and and trying to trying to tear ourselves down because we find that we're not good enough just as we are, you know. So that is the story about why the glam body photo shoot exists and why it's so meaningful and what opportunity I wanted to create for other women and why it's different to other fitness photo shoots. So in this episode, I also wanted to talk about the body image and the fake tan in the title, right? So I've just been reading a book called More Than a Body by, oh, it's two twin sisters, I believe, Lindsay and, and I forgot the other one's name. Sorry if you can hear my dog barking. Uh, Lindsay Kite and her twin sister I'm so sorry I don't have the name of her but it's called More Than a Body and I highly recommend you read it it's amazing so this book and I'm about halfway through really talks about the layers of conditioning which is really similar to my story of objectifying ourselves or basically splitting ourselves in two and rather than being able to see ourselves from the external sorry from the internal a lot of us consistently see ourselves as if someone's constantly looking at us so that objectifying of our bodies but objectifying ourselves in a way that we're always falling short or that it's the only thing we have to offer being our looks right and I won't go into further detail. The book, it is truly, truly fantastic. And it's, it's, I wasn't sure how much it would align with my own values and my own perceptions given my experience, but it really, really, truly does. 
And you might think, yeah, Aim, but you're talking about objectification not being a good thing, but then, you know, isn't a photo shoot objectifying? And it's like, it really depends on the lens that we're looking these photos through because you could, you know, this is how I saw photos as a teenager and a young woman going to, you know, parties and stuff and having photos taken. So I would see the photos from, from there and I would just go, oh, my arms are bigger than hers. My face is weird. I have one eye smaller than the other. Like, oh, there's a strand of hair in the way. Or I wish I don't want anyone to see these photos just because I was so ashamed of myself. And, and I thought that the way I looked meant everything about me. And that was really the only thing I had of value to give to the world, right? Whereas through the photo shoots that I've done and the photo shoots that I want to or that I'm running for the the Glam Body Program and for my ladies, it's really about seeing more than just a body when we're looking at these images of ourselves and really looking at all of the time and effort we put into looking after ourselves and really being able to celebrate exactly how we look right now and knowing that we are more than just a body we're 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 incredibly dynamic we're incredibly dynamic women having gone through so much and with still who knows how much more to go through but with so much layered experience and when we can actually look at ourselves truly as we are without any shame or shame is a big one I think and celebrate that and appreciate that things really really start to change and this is this is the reason why I wanted to also talk a little bit about body image and the word fake tan. And the reason why I'm talking about the fake tan, I'm talking about it so much. I'll tell you why, right? So for all of my teenage years, uh, high school, sorry, and uni years and work, and even up until a couple of years ago, so I would always fake tan for events. I would always fake tan for the beach, anything like that, even like date nights and stuff like that, right? Always fake tan. And just these past two photo shoots so I've done two in the last month. I, to be honest, I really hate the feeling of sleeping in fake tan. So this was a big reason why I didn't do it. But it's also, I really just questioned, I just questioned my need to, right? I was like, why do I need to fake tan? Like, what am I trying to do? What is the message I'm sending to myself? And again, this doesn't always have to be the way. So some people can fake tan for, you know, there's so many different reasons why we might do it. But for me, the fake tan, I think, was the message to myself was I'm not as attractive without it. And pale skin is, in my perception, looked down upon and those kinds of things. And I totally understand that people's experience with pale skin, I really don't want to get into issues of like race or anything like that. I'm not trying to go there at all. I am a very pale person and the message that I have received personally from media and the people that I hang out with and all those sorts of things is like pale is no good and fake tanned is much better, (laughs) right? So that's the message that I'd received. And I was like, you know, to be fair, I am, I am playing into that by by feeling the need to constantly fake tan and by not liking photos if I wasn't fake tanned, yeah? So I was just wanting to push up against my own 
thought process and go, well, what, what would happen if I don't? Like, is the world going to end? Is, is hell going to freeze over? You know, what will happen? So these most two recent photo shoots, I've just been my very, very pale self and not cared. And I've been doing this quite a little bit with my social media use as well. So I appear in my check-in photos and all those sorts of things, just yeah, normal pale skin and no makeup. And on my Instagram, I've stopped using face filters. I think I stopped quite a few months ago now. I don't use face filters on my Instagram stories when I'm speaking and Again, I don't have any issues with other people doing whatever they want to do. And I don't think I'm better than anyone else for not doing these things. I do think it is really important, though, that that what are the what's the message that we're saying to ourselves? Because we may not be saying these messages. It may just be a fun, creative thing that we want to do. Completely agree with that. Sometimes it is fun to put, you know, rainbows on things and sparkles and stuff like that. Like, I get it, right? But at the same time, the message that I would be giving to myself is like, you know, you put the front facing camera on, you look at your face or your skin and you're like, well, it's not smooth. I've got this pimple here and this is red and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So that's not good enough. I don't want to be perceived that way. I'm going to put a filter on. Yeah. I mean, that was my thought process of when I was using them and I've just gone, man, well, what is it like? What, what's the, what, what's the option? What, what else is available for me here? I cannot use it and see what happens. And does anyone care? And no one cares. Has my engagement dropped? No. Has my business suffered? Also no, right? And then I just start to be more come, become more and more comfortable with the skin that I'm in and the face that I do have, <laughs> right? You know, things are a little bit crooked and I have like freckles and pimples and, you know, I have big pores and I have oily skin. And honestly, who gives a fucking fuck? I do not care. And I don't know, that's not true. I do care. Look, I get Botox actually. So full disclosure, I'm pointing to the middle part of my forehead. I can't remember what it's called now, but right in between your eyes is where I get it because I don't like that line in between uh, my eyes, but not in between my eyes, in between my eyebrows. (laughs) But you know, so I do care to an extent, but it's just slowly weaning away from all of these safety blankets, right? And it's the same thing with this constant need to diet and thinking that a smaller scale weight was going to change my life. It's just slowly taking a step back one at a time, pulling away these layers and being more comfortable with ourselves. And I definitely think for me, you know, age has had something to do with it. My exposure to books and other people's ways of thinking has also helped me just question my thoughts and perceptions about how I valued myself and how I saw myself. And I can see that I'm just really layer by layer stepping away from this. So the first thing definitely was my, my eating and my exercising habits and like scale weight and those sorts of things. That was the first thing to go. Then I would say it was, um, this, the fake tan thing. Then recently it's been like, you know, no filters and just not wearing makeup so much and those kinds of things, not being so worried about all of that. And I imagine, you know, I I really do think as I get older, it's going to continue just shedding those layers of, of really asking myself, like, why am I doing these things? What standard am I holding myself to? And also, we just have to also appreciate as, as hard as this is, that so much of what we're seeing now, whether it's on social media or whatnot, is an adver- advert for 
a, making up a problem that we didn't even know we had and then selling us a solution to that, whether it's like a fake tan or, or makeup, all those things. And oh, man, I got full glam makeup done for the photo shoot on Sunday and I loved it. Yeah. It looks so good. And I, so I'm not saying that we shouldn't, we shouldn't put makeup on, we shouldn't put fake tan on, we shouldn't do deficits, all of those sorts of things. Uh, there are time and place for all of these things. And I, and I really believe the difference is when they add to our lives and when, we're not using them because we're thinking that XYZ isn't enough or we're not enough as we are. When we can use these things coming from a place of we're already enough and this is just fun, it changes the whole view of things. Like, you know, I did, um, I took some photos with the makeup. It just looked phenomenal. It looked so good. The very next day I'm on stories with no make, no makeup on, no filters. Yeah. Like I think that that, I think that that says a lot when we can appreciate both just for what they are. And we can really lean into having fun with these, these things that add on rather than feeling like very, very weighed down for them. And in the book, it's a really awesome descriptor where she talks about, have you ever tried to swim in jeans? And you know, that feeling of they're, they're soaking wet and really weighing you down. And it's just having a think about what are you engaging in that feels like a wet pair of jeans, right? Compared to what makes you feel, you know, more free and having fun and being able to express creativity and being able to express values that are important to you. And that's where I really see this is like when we're engaging in something like training or eating in a certain way, is it making us feel very excited and fun? And not that there's not challenges. Like it sucks when you go into the gym, you're wanting to hit a PB and you have an off day. Like those days exist, whether you're coming at this from a constructive place or a destructive place. Like those days are going to exist where training is going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. Maybe, you know, you're tired, but you really wanted to get a session and the session's a little bit ho-hum. That's just a reality of life. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's really asking ourselves, where are we coming at when we're engaging in these behaviors? Are they from a constructive lens that are just adding to our life? Or does it feel like these this wet pair of jeans that is pulling us down and suffocating us and making us feel less than and worse, even though we're still engaging in these behaviors? And like I said before, just thinking about why are we doing this thing? Have we been sold a lie about why we need to, Right. Are we being sold a lie about why we need to engage in this behavior? And I'm going to wrap this podcast up now. But if I leave you with anything, and if you've taken anything away from this podcast, it is your own journey. And I just want to, I hope that the podcast has helped you question things a little bit more, be a little bit more discerning and ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? Is this in line with what's important to me? Is this in line with my values? Is this in line with how I show up? You know, if I had a best friend or a daughter or a mom or a cousin or something like that, you know, how would I speak to her about these issues? How do I value her? You know, do I value her just on her looks? Do I value her for her personality? Do I value her for the, you know, the, the way she thinks, you know, what's going on here? And how would I speak to her and how would I talk her through these things if she came to me with an issue like, you know, feeling really bad about how she looks in photos or something like that? And, you know, how would I talk to her? What would I say to her? And I don't want to go down the toxic positivity route of absolutely everything is your responsibility. And if 
there's really challenging things in your life that are happening. It's all on you and it's all your fault because I don't believe that anymore. I think I, not I think, I really did used to and I think that's an incredibly privileged position to be able, able even able to think along those lines. Uh, at the same time, we have to acknowledge how much external, I'm going to use the word manipulation, but how much external manipulation there is around us to find fault with as many things as possible so we can be sold solutions to as many things as possible. And you can see this really, uh, really clearly in terms of like potentially fat loss being solved as you, you know, you fat lazy fuck, you need to do a, 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 you know, a fat loss program so people will like you more. That is completely different to something like, for example, me wanting to compete in a bikini comp now, having gone through all of the shit I've gone through because I really just want to see how much muscle mass I've gained over the last few years because I'm really excited to do that. Uh, It's very exciting to me. And of course, just needing to engage in the behaviors that a comp prep demands of you. So high routine and uh, high levels of resilience and high levels of problem solving, all of those sorts of things, because they, they have an amazing impact on other areas of life too, which is really, really cool. But you can see the difference, right? That was maybe not a great example because I was using the extreme of like a bikini comp, but very different to even say someone saying, Hey, you know, let's get you eating at maintenance and focus on building strength, Right. Totally, you're still concentrating on your food. You're still concentrating on your your training, but it's not you lazy fat fuck and people will hate you if you continue to do what you're doing, right? You know, both of these are still concentrating on their food and their training. They're coming at it from very, very different lenses. So like I said, if you take one thing away from this episode, I hope it is to just start questioning a little bit more. Start questioning your own motives. Where are you just going with the flow because everyone else is doing this thing, so I think I need to. And asking yourself, what are your values? What's important to you? Are you spending your time and effort each day focused on the things that really matter? Or are they or are you spending all of that time on like those wet jeans that are holding you down and keeping you stuck and keeping you repeating patterns of just rem- just um, what's the word, not reminding, but repeating to yourself in your head, like with everything that you do, the message of I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. It's very different to pulling those layers back and going, what? Like, who says who? Like, says who? Says why? And I've been thinking about like this this whole notion of kind of like opting out of these things. And the fake tan is a little bit of an example. Again, I love fake tan. I'm going to wear it again for sure in the future. I don't know when or whatever, but you know, maybe it's the day I get on stage, but this isn't specifically um, meant to be a dig at fake tan. It's more so the lens with which we use it. Are we using it because we're saying my skin isn't good enough without it, or I'm not good enough without it, or I'm not attractive without it? Because all of that is total bullshit, no matter what you've been sold to believe. It's total and utter bullshit right? So that's that's what I really wanted to, or I hope you would take away from this episode. It's just starting to question this stuff and just go, what really? <laughs> and then, you know, what can also help is find examples of people who have let the things go that you want to let go of. And, you know, how do they think? How do they talk? Um, what are they focused on? How do they get through that? All of those kinds of things. So I hope this episode did the job of sort of poking the bear a little bit and getting you to think about these things. I hope it also explained to you why the glam body photo shoot is so important and how and what it means to me and and the 
the the vehicle that it can be for you if it's something that you wanted to do as well to really express your full self and not hide away and not shame yourself and just be fucking loud and proud for who you are because we all should be and we all deserve to be ourselves and show up fully in exactly who we are because we all have amazing gifts to offer ourselves and other people and make this world a better place for every single one on it. I truly believe that. So if you resonated with anything in this episode, I would really appreciate if you let me know and of course share it. Just finally, before we go, uh, this episode will be coming out on Saturday. I have a really exciting announcement coming out on the 26th of September, so Monday night at 7 p.m. There are going to be substantial changes happening on my front, and I won't be giving away any hints just yet, but there are huge changes coming, and I'm super excited for it. So if you're a woman who lifts, you love getting jacked, you love getting stronger in the gym, you love training, you love being mindful with your nutrition, and you love these conversations too, asking us to just constantly question things, or not even constantly, but just questioning things and and uh, turning our dials more in favor of our authentic values or aligned values day in, day out, right? Then you're going to want to stay tuned. So if you want to make sure you don't miss out on the announcement coming at 7 p.m. on Monday night, if you go to at Amy Louise Coaching on Instagram, click the link in my bio, scroll down, you'll see where you can jump on my mailing list. But I'm going to be shooting off all of the details early on Monday night to those people on my mailing list. So if you're on the mailing list, you're going to hear about what's happening first. And there is going to be some offers involved in this. So there's some free stuff, which is really cool. There's also going to be some offers coming out. And if you want to be first in best dress with those offers, you'll want to jump on the mailing list. So that is it from me. I hope you loved it. I can't wait to hear from you in the DMs and I'll see you guys in the next episode.